Hello and welcome back to another episode of the To Be Wet podcast. I am your host, Emily. And I'm your co-host, Mike. And this week we're going to be talking all about the music at your wedding. Whether you should go for a DJ or a Spotify playlist, a band, we're going to cover it all. But before we do jump into all of that, we have a new segment. We don't really have a name for it, but essentially it's just... Uh, where we share someone's story about their wedding, good, bad or otherwise, um, just so everyone can hear some other people talk about their weddings. And this week we have, I think, a pretty interesting one, one that I didn't personally think of, is about a videographer. So someone said that they got their video back and they were asking advice because they didn't, they liked the video, like the content of the video was good, but they didn't like the music that go, went over the video. And as you know, if you've seen a lot of wedding videos, it is just sometimes instrumental music, very typical music, and usually the videographer chooses it or whoever's editing. So they said they didn't like the music and also they didn't like the speech inclusions. So for those who don't know, usually a videographer will have – maybe one to two cuts to people's speeches. And if you have more than one to two people speaking, they will choose who to put in. So that's what they said. And they were saying, help, like, is it okay to ask the videographer to re-edit? And if so, should they have to pay a re-edit fee? What are your thoughts on this as someone a bit more in the industry than I am? Yeah, look, this is a tough one. And there's a potential for you to be in this issue in when you're working with any type of creative elements. And I think that's the whole thing with videography. You don't know exactly what the end product is going to look like. You're leaving it a little bit up to the videographer and sort of allowing them to have a bit of a little bit of creative freedom there. So yeah. you're never going to exactly know and they can't ever like show you what it's going to look like because it's going to be very different for your day. It's the same with photography as well. The only thing that you can go off is what you've actually spoken about with them before. And this is why it's very important to have very clear boundaries on what you want from your videographer, but also maybe even have it in a contract as well of exactly what they're going to provide. And I'm not just talking about the final product. I'm talking about whether they're going to be sending you drafts before, whether they're going to be asking input for music, um, input for speeches, which ones you would like included talking to them about are they recording audio for all the speeches or are they just going to do your vows at the ceremony? Every videographer is going to be very different, but making sure that you know as much as you possibly can before you actually get to the day and then actually get to the final product. Yeah, and as well as how long people actually store the footage or the photos after an event. Like I know you store people's photos for um, for a certain amount of time before deleting them and that's so that if they did want extra photos or they lost it or whatever might have happened that they can go back and I think and this is why you need contracts sometimes. Just not even always for the legal thing but just so you actually know what the agreement is or what is what you're clearly paying for. I don't think the onus has to be completely on you though and I wanted to say about asking for revisions. I think it's okay to ask for a revision and I think that should be worked into any videographer's contract because when they do an edit of of your wedding video, if you're not happy with the music or you're not happy with slight inclusions that were in there like if they're using people's speeches or if they're actually showing clips of of people of, of other guests at your wedding who you don't really care about, you can certainly ask for a revision. Like someone may edit a video 
in a very upbeat sort of way and you didn't have that style of wedding. So I think it's okay to ask for a vision. At the end of the day, you're the one paying them for the service. So they should be um, open to changing it to make you happy because you're the client. You know, you can't go above and beyond and ask for 10 different revisions and 10 different versions of it and you get to choose which one you like more. But asking for little bits and pieces, like if you don't really like the music, then yes, you should be within your rights to be able to ask for that to be changed. But what I'm saying is make sure that you're very clear with that up front um, and and make sure you know what you're going to get at the end as much as you possibly can. Yeah, I love this story because I think it brings up a lot of things about videography and photography that you don't even think about until an issue arises. But it actually quite seamlessly ties into kind of what we're talking about, especially around the music, because we wanted our music to be very unique to our day and was part of the reason that we went with our own Spotify playlist as opposed to a DJ. Yeah, I was really happy that we went with a Spotify playlist because, I don't know, I'm a bit of a control freak and I liked that we got to pick all the music ourselves. Like that was really special for us and being able to choose music for different parts of the day as well. Like we ended up putting different playlists together and we'll talk about it in a minute um, about the different pros and cons of it. But yeah, I really enjoyed the fact that we were able to have our own music there and I think that, again, if you're working with a videographer if they're not using music that you really enjoy, well, I think you can go back to them. And that's why it's really important to have as much control in your day because it is your day. So making sure that they know. And I think a good videographer or a good photographer or a good any any person you have on your day, any of your vendors should really know. And those are the little things that they uh, will actually pick up on without you even having to ask. But if you don't like the end product, you can definitely go back to them. Yeah, it's definitely some food for thought. And we probably... It's probably a good idea to do, you know, a whole episode podcast about talking to your vendors because there are some questions that you just don't think to ask about. So if that is something that you sound like you would be interested, if that sounds like something you would be interested in, go follow us over at our Instagram page at tbwed underscore podcast um, and let us know because it's definitely something we're happy to do. Yeah, I'd love to do an episode on like stupid questions as well because I think there's a lot of questions people are afraid to ask because they think mm. it's stupid and they think... Or over um, the top. Yeah, or th- they think that it's an obvious answer but it isn't always the case and I think you should be asking everything you possibly can even if you think you know the answer, you may not. So yeah, definitely going to be trying to make an episode on that and talking about those different things because if you haven't heard before and if you don't know, then you don't know. So yes. it's better to be informed. And I think if it's not in writing... It doesn't exist and we will talk about our own experiences with that but we'll leave that for another podcast episode and we'll jump into DJ, Spotify, band. What do we think? Yeah, so today I've put together a little list of like pros and cons for each either having a DJ, having a band or just having a Spotify playlist, an aux called old school. Um, so we're just going to go through those and just sort of share some of the things that I've been thinking, but some of the things that I've, I've heard from other people as well and, and sort of go through that list and give you guys the ultimate idea. You obviously know what we went for, but it's not for everyone and everyone has their own pros and cons and, and things that they have to be weighing up. So I want to start with the band and this is one that I think everyone sort of dreams of having a band at their wedding. Mm. I think it's definitely very um, Instagramable these days, but also like people just love the idea of having, love the idea of having live music. And I think that's a big pro, you know, that's a big pro that everyone just loves live music. It really brings an atmosphere 
to your wedding that you just won't get from a Spotify playlist. You know, it just doesn't feel as robotic as a Spotify playlist ever will. Yeah, I think it does add definitely a nice atmosphere and I think makes it feel a bit more of an event, but also it does provide a bit of entertainment, you know, in those in those down times as well. Yeah, that was the other point that I was going to bring up. It's very entertaining. But being able to watch people perform, like it allows people not just to be up dancing, but people can be involved as well. Like just being able to watch people perform and it's not only them performing the songs, but it's the in between the songs, you know, when there's when they're hyping crowds up, when they're talking to the crowd, talking between themselves, if there's more more than one member of the band. I think that's a really nice way to get people involved throughout the whole day, whether you're having them there at your cocktail hour in the afternoon, they can really be warming the crowd up then, but then also on the dance floor later in the night. Yeah, I think another big pro as well is having someone external controlling the music Especially that is the one thing with like a Spotify playlist that you have to kind of think about more or whatever kind of playlist you have is having someone be in those timings. Whereas when you've got an artist who is playing, they'll typically know the key timings of a wedding and they'll have the songs kind of ready to go. And if things go over time or under time, they just adjust when they play. And I think that's a really big upside of having someone playing live music. Yeah, and that's a that's obviously a pro for having a DJ as well, like having someone actually there controlling the music. It's a bit out of your hands. It's an extra thing you don't have to stress about on the night. And if things go wrong, then they are able to change it on the fly. So that's really nice. I think the other big pro with live music is it works well with an older crowd as well. Mm. Or if you're having a bit of a chill vibe, you know, you're not having a big, big sort of party scene. Um, it works really well for people just to be able to hang around and have a few drinks without having to be up on the dance floor. Like it's nice music in the background for most of the night as well. Um, so that really works well in that favor if that is your type of crowd and that will really swing for a lot of people. And I think that's what you've got to consider. Like I think one of the biggest things that we came to for our wedding and, and we've definitely talked about it before was the music at our wedding was very much us. But once it got to the dance floor, we sort of had to give away a bit of control over the music choices and sort of swing it towards what other people would actually like. As much as you would love to put your own music on, you've got to accept the fact that probably not everyone's going to be up dancing to your music if you're just playing your music. So you've got to give some control over. And I think that is a big thing when you're having a live band. They're the entertainment. You may not love every song they play, but they're going to be very entertaining and help a lot of people. So that's the sort of thing you've got to really weigh up is whether you want people up and entertained for the night or whether you want people to be immersed in your experience that you've tried to create by having all your music in one particular style. Yeah, I 100% agree with this because I think that your guests can really make or break a day. And I mean that in terms of the vibe of your wedding and how much it, how much fun it is and what people remember of it. And I think that um, you have to kind of feed into other people's music choices because that's what will get them involved. And I think, you know, bring it right back around is I think, yeah, old people love um, you know, those covers and seeing someone playing live music at an event. And the other other pro that I will say, and you sort of touched on it before, was having actual people up there. Really nice to be able to change music as well, but being able to hype crowds, being able to hype the crowd up, if it's gone through a bit of a, like a lull period, a lot of people will get on the dance floor at the start, but then a few might drop off. It's hard to get people to come back on the dance floor towards the end of the night. So if you've got a band there, if you even have a DJ there that can be on a microphone, you know, they can be calling out and saying, I know what the next song is, everyone come back, we're going to be playing this, you know. 
So it, it sort of gives that, allows people time. And I think it helps people get back into the mood. And then moving on to the cons, obviously one of the biggest ones with having live music or a band is your selection of songs. Mm. Each band is going to have their own speciality. Um, they're going to know their own styles of music. So if you're going to get an old 80s band, they're probably not going to be playing the top hits of today because they're probably not going to know them. Yeah. So you can't make those sort of requests on the fly because they're not going to know the songs you're requesting. You know? yeah. And this is different to a DJ or Spotify playlist where you, you 100% can be able to make any request you want because they have an endless library. I think this is kind of funny because I think I have, you know, a little bit of trauma. I grew up in a regional town and every time I think about live music, I think about the older people who have formed a band and they just sing like 80s songs and it kind of sounds a bit trash because they're just covering an old band and everyone loves the song but it's old. And and that's all I think about when I think about that's all I think about when considering a band or anything like that is just thinking, oh my God, they're only going to play like, play like 80 songs and it's going to be super cringe. Yeah, all good for people who like like John Farnham or, or <laughs> Jimmy Barnes of the world, but it's, it's not always the greatest thing that you want there at your wedding, you know. So no. thinking about that, but you definitely can swing it um, towards having a band that plays music you really like. If you like a really nice indie band, and they're playing your style of music, they may really be able to know a large variety. They may know like a few of the hits, but they know mostly the music you like. Um, so it gives you some sort of creative freedom to pick a band that you like. How do you feel about bands on the dance floor? And I mean in terms of there is something about having a playlist or a DJ, and this is going to sound so cringe when it comes out of my mouth, but – hearing like that bass drop and stuff through the speakers. And I feel like that is such a core part of a dance floor that the band just can't bring that that feeling because they might be playing acoustically or not have the instruments or the sound set up or whatever it might be. Where do you sit on that? Mm. I think I definitely yeah enjoy that and, I, and that's part of the reason I wouldn't have gone for a live band because I don't like that type of music. But I think you definitely can have upbeat music that people can dance to with live music, you know. But that, I think we've been conditioned in the clubs these days. Um, <laughs> I haven't been to a club in a lot of years. But knowing that sort of music can only be played by a DJ. And, and, and I think a lot of people enjoy that music. And for context as well, like our wedding happened in April just after two years of COVID. So to be honest, I kind of wanted to reflect a nightclub-ish vibe for the dance floor as opposed to a pub where you dance, you know, with the live band. And again, it's definitely a creative choice that you have and I think that's oh, of one course. of the big upsides to being able to have that. And if you really love and if you really enjoy live music, that's something that you would spend money on, you know. And that leads me to a really big con of live bands is that they are really expensive. Mm. Having a live band there, especially if there's more than one member in the band, um, you have to think about how much the whole band's going to cost, but then maybe you have to provide them a meal as well for each member of the band. You have to provide them a space um, to have all their equipment at your that's at your true. venue. You know, if you have a drummer, if you have a guitarist, you've got all the speakers as well, that's going to be a lot of area. And if you don't have a big, large venue, maybe you don't have room for them. You don't have room for them in the space, but don't have room for them in your budget either. And just kind of on a similar vein is the, the logistics of it. I mean, every time you add more vendors in, you add more correspondence and liaising and also checking between the venue 
and the band to make sure everyone's got the right equipment and it's going to go seamlessly. Yeah, because you could be at a venue, right, where the MC is working on their own microphone and the band has to bring in their own speakers and microphones, you know, so then there's no real hookup. You don't know whose audio is going to be really loud. The band could come on and just blast everyone out of the room. You know, there's obviously more to coordinate there, so you have to really think about and really weigh up your options there. And the last real con for bands is that, as I just touched on, they will need to have breaks through the night. They can't just play for three hours mm, straight. Good one. Um, bands need a break. Bands need to take time. And this can often be worked out if they're playing background music in the afternoon, during cocktail hour, then they'll take a break where you do speeches and things like that and come back on later in the night. But if, you, if you're looking to have an hour or two on the dance floor, that's just unreasonable to expect any band to play for that long without a intermission at least. So you got to really sort of weigh that up in your, in your night, how the timeline is going to run. If you are hoping to have them play for extended periods, you're going to have to break that up a little. That is such a good point, one that I definitely didn't think about at all. But now let's move on to DJs. Emily, what are some of the pros that you came up with for having a DJ do it in? So I think one of the big pros I think comes with a DJ is a lot of them act as like an MC and sometimes they're not as involved as if you hire an MC or maybe get a friend, but they are someone that kind of keeps your night on track. And a lot of DJs know that that's kind of what they do. So I think that it's kind of two birds, one stone with a DJ sometimes that you can get that MC role but with one vendor. Yeah, especially if you're looking to do like whole wedding party entrances where the DJ's playing the music as they enter mm. and they can be that real hype person like on the microphone as they walk in, you know. It can be sort of a bit of a complimentary role between having an MC to introduce speeches and things like that, having a friend or but then having a real hype person who's not afraid to be a bit more over the top in those moments and on the dance floor as well. Yeah, and they obviously can coordinate. They don't have to coordinate with an MC, just talk and then the music up and down because they're doing both. So they just turn up and turn down. And I think you actually raised a pretty good point that brings me on to another pro about that they typically, DJs do bring a certain energy with them a lot of the time and they usually do act as a bit of a hype person and um, you really keep a room hyped because they can adjust their schedule to what you might need. So if, you know, the dance floor needs a song change really quick, they can change it within, you know, 10 seconds. Like they don't have to play a full song. Whereas when you are just using a playlist, the whole song does have to play out. You can't kind of mash the songs together. Yeah. And also like a band as well, you don't know what version of the song they're going to be playing. They could be playing a really long version. They could be playing a lot of instrumental stuff and you don't get to pick that. Whereas when you go to DJ, they can just immediately change the song and it won't seem like it's weird because they can integrate that. You know, they can really they can really seamlessly fade between songs and you won't even know and that's just part of their whole set. So it's nice that to have someone there to be on the fly changing songs if they're not really working because you can really tell and an experienced DJ should really know that sort of stuff. Yeah, and that kind of even brings up song requests and how good that can be is that you know you can feel the crowd but then also the crowd I shouldn't say crowd the, the guests are also being involved because if they have a song that they really want to play or that you're feeling on the night I know that on our night they were just songs that came on that we didn't really expect but really hyped to mood up so um, I think that that's one of their strong points as well. 
The other thing that I think is a pro is also their setup. Um, one, that they usually bring some kind of lighting with them. So that adds another element, especially if your venue doesn't have lights. I think this is such an overlooked thing. I think we were really lucky that we had the backdrop of fairy lights, but also the up lights because um, that created a vibe. But a lot of people don't think about the lighting and how that impacts your dance floor. So I think by having a DJ who brings their own lights, worst comes to worst, you turn off the venue lights and you simply use theirs as as well as they typically have a pretty small setup as opposed to something like a band. Mm. That's a good point because I've been to a few weddings now where when the dance floor starts, they're in a venue where they can't selectively turn the lights down. So it's either like all lights off or all lights on. And in those cases, they've had to leave all lights on and it's just not really a mood. But if you had a DJ there and they had their own lights, then you could be able to turn the house lights off and just have those lights. And so that really is able to create more of a mood. And it's really nice that they were able to bring that equipment with them. And you know what's so funny about that is lighting was something we knew that we had up lights and the fairy lights. So if all else failed, we probably would have been fine anyways. But I didn't check the lights above us. I never thought about checking with the venue to be like, what's the lighting? Like, can you, can you zone it? Um, I just, I just assumed, and it was luck of the draw that they were able to dim the lights and turn them off. But part of the reason they were able to turn them off was because of our backdrop and up lights around us. It wasn't going to be pitch black. Yeah, you'd, it's definitely a good thing to check, but having a DJ there provides you other lights as well. Like they can have RGB lights, they can have strobe lights, all different kind of lights that can add a, a very different mood and then also look really nice in the photos as well, being able to have all those different style lights. Yeah, so I think DJs can bring a huge amount of value, but I do want to touch on the cons. And one of the big, big cons is when a DJ's bad, a DJ can be really bad <laughs> yeah and some djs don't like to accept that they're wrong either like djs have like been they just really feel like their experience they've been in the clubs but maybe that's not the vibe you're going for and so they're just playing all music that people there aren't enjoying because they think it's good music and and sometimes they're not willing to accept that they have to move it on well even and i don't know how much of this comes down to the couple versus the dj but i remember a wedding we went to and i remember thinking what was the role of the dj because they just played song after song similarly to a playlist but there wasn't a mood on the dance floor like i think people weren't enjoying the songs but then there was no change in um, the DJ's approach, like rather than being like, oh, they're clearly not feeling this vibe, I'm going to have to amp it up, they kind of just let the songs play. Now, I don't know whether that was the DJ or the couple or both, but I think that that is a danger that can happen, kind of what you're touching on, that they get kind of stuck in their ways and they're like, well, these are the top five wedding songs that everyone plays and that's how I'm going to start it. Yeah, always important, again, to have good conversation with them before and make sure that they know what your vibe is you know what their vibe is before you actually book them in. And and if you're not wanting that DJ style, if you're not wanting someone to be changing songs throughout, to be hyping it up, if you're just after having a playlist, then just have a playlist. You know, Don't have a DJ just to play your playlist. You definitely do not need it. It's an expense, very expensive to get a DJ. Um, and that's a big con of having a DJ if you're not going to actually utilize the fact that they're a DJ. Yeah, and I think you touched on a really good point because – 
a myth that I've been seeing around when we were planning our wedding and even I hear people talk about is that you need a DJ. Even if they're not doing their DJ type stuff of integrating the music and swapping it up, you need one because your wedding won't run smoothly without one. And I think it's a really common misconception because no one talks about how to make a playlist and how to make a playlist work right. And I think that we alluded into this kind of we have to have a DJ to make our timeline run smoothly and for the music to play on time, which just isn't always the case. Another thing that I kind of wanted to talk about because it was really important to us is the music choice when it comes to a DJ. It was I talked about before, but it it was a huge reason why we went a playlist over a DJ. And that is because you had a pretty unique sense so you had a pre, I wouldn't even call it like a unique listening style because like millions and billions of people in the world listen to it, but it isn't typically what a DJ plays. So we couldn't, we didn't feel like we could get a DJ that would reflect our music taste. If you're really hard set on a playlist that you really like or a style of music that you like, maybe it is better to go for a band, you know, that actually plays the one style of music that you really like or We'll just have a playlist, you know, so it's not for everyone. And I think there are a lot of pros of having a DJ. And as you said, like it's really nice, but you definitely do not need one. And I think there's a lot of like myths going around that you must have one. And I think it's important to reflect on why you think you need one. And most of the time when you think about it, you probably don't need it for the instances where you think you do. Yeah, agreed. And then just a couple other things to think about when it comes to a DJ is that you won't be able to actually control the volume of the music And I think that that, because they will probably just have complete control of that. I don't know how willing DJs are to change that. Um, But I know that with a a playlist, you usually just plug it into something like an aux cord. And then obviously, because it's running in the venue, you will have direct access of that. And I think the level of volume at which the playlist or the music is playing is really important because guests do want to hear each other. So now we've done bands and we've done DJs. I think we better touch on what we did for our wedding, which we used Spotify to create our own playlist. So, Michael, tell us why we liked that. I think we've really touched on it a lot already, the reasons why we we went with the playlist vibe. But I think it was really to be able to set the own, our own mood for the night, not only on the dance floor, but throughout the reception, through the cocktail hour, even all the way back at the ceremony. We had playlist for everything for every hour of the day and we were able to blo- able to break those up into into separate playlists to be able to create different moods throughout different times of the night and and so that just felt appropriate to continue that on onto the dance floor yeah i think it was really nice to have our own personal vibe and we actually had some guests come up to us even on the night and be like oh this isn't what typically plays at a wedding i'm i'm surprised but it's cool and then people were able to connect because or we were able to connect with others because they might have heard a song that they liked that they didn't expect to come up i think there isn't anything worse than being generic I know there are people out there who really like the generic music, who like the stock standard music that you would normally play. And that, if that's the case, well, that's good for you. But far too many people just play it because they think that's what they have to do or they're scared to sort of break a norm. But I think like it's so much more of a conversation starter. People will remember it so much more if you're true to yourself on the night. So even if you're, gonna, even if you're having a band or having a DJ, 
Maybe think about have a playlist to play at your cocktail hour or your afternoon tea if you're having one just in the background that just to be able to create a mood, you know, to make it more you. And I think you'd be surprised about how much music can actually add to the mood. And the other obvious reason why we went with a playlist is because it's free. And we've touched on our budget before and we're going to make another episode on our budget. But we were obviously very tight on budget and music to us wasn't super important. I mean, it was, but we knew we couldn't get a band or a DJ that was going to play in our style. So if if we could have found one, we probably would have actually spent the money in that area, but we didn't think we could. So it wasn't worth spending all this money to have a half-assed effort on something that probably wasn't going to be exactly what we wanted. So so much better to save a lot of money in that area and be able to spend it somewhere else. Yeah, I agree because I think music is one of those ticket items that will be a huge cost. Like you're not getting under 2K if you're not going with your own playlist. I'd be very surprised if you get under two grand. Um, So it is a huge chunk of money. Like if you're looking at your budget and you're trying to find what are those big ticket items that I can reduce my budget quite a lot, I think music is a big player in that. Yeah, it's also super enjoyable to create a playlist. Like it's nice. And it's also something you can have after the day. You know, you probably may not get to remember what the songs the band played or the DJ played, but if you made the playlist, you can just have that, you know. And one of the things that we did is we linked our Spotify playlist on a QR code on our menus on the night so people could scan it and add themselves in, you know, to an open playlist on Spotify. So be able to have that memory after the day as well is really nice. Yeah, I really loved that aspect of the day and I think it just made it really unique and personalised, but personalised for free. That's always a win in my books. Now, the next thing that I'm going to bring up is a pro, but it can also be a con as well. And I really like with um, having a Spotify playlist or any sort of playlist vibe is that people can go up and change music or add requests as they will. Um, And I think... That's really nice at some points in the night. If you're not the person who's really into music and you're just going to add a few songs to a playlist and then allow people to go and put their own music on, I think that's a really nice way to get people involved and it will definitely keep people on the dance floor more when they're able to choose songs, especially if you maybe pick the first half hour but then you allow other people to go and enter enter one song each. But it also does come back as a negative as well because at our wedding we had our playlist already set And we had people up there changing it through the middle of the night because it was just on a laptop over on the side of the room. So um, you can either take that either way of whether you think that would be a really nice thing to be able to get people involved or, or you'd be annoyed if people actually went up and changed your playlist. Yeah, I actually think that the pros outweigh the cons in this instance because I have two very distinct memories of our wedding in terms of our music. And one is that... We, when we did our playlist, we, as we talked about before, trying to get everyone's music taste. And one thing is we had a lot of people who liked country. So we dedicated a certain part of our our dance floor playlist to country music. And we had five songs. And I remember by the second or third song, you could see it waning on people. And everyone stayed up. They were all troopers. But um, we actually made the call. We just said to someone, go skip past the rest of the country and move on to the next kind of the next kind of segment because that is what we did. We decided to break it up kind of by genre. So I thought that was a really great call and by having that, it allowed us to quickly change it then and there. The other memory I have is just before our photographer left, he said to us, hey, play this song. This is like I'm, I'll be here for one more song, we'll play this song. And to be honest, totally on the money 
got people so hyped up, by the way, it was Untouched by the Veronicas. Um, if you are wanting a song, didn't realize it unlocked yeah, that would not such be on a call. my playlist, but it but really worked so it well. It worked um, like I, I, that is such a good memory of the dance floor now because I think we were all in that age group where we were probably like 12, 13 when that song came out. So I don't really have good memories of that song though. To really? Be what? The Veronica's, but no. You know what? I reckon it would go off in a lot of instances. Maybe, maybe not if you're slightly older than us, but he, our photographer was totally on the money with that. Like definitely. And it hyped the crowd up so much. Um, and so, but that wasn't on our playlist. So by, and it was so easy because we didn't have to go liaise with a DJ or a band or if the band didn't know it, he was just able to say, hey, can I put this song on? And then he went and changed it. And now let's go into a few more of the cons with the playlist because there obviously are um, mm-hmm. a, a lot of cons. No matter how much I enjoy having a playlist vibe, there are definitely cons involved. And I think one of the big cons is that you can't actually skip songs. And not that you can't skip songs, but you can't – it's weird to skip a song halfway through. Yeah, a scene. If a song's not working. There's a lot of songs that I love that go for like six or seven minutes, but you only really know the first couple of minutes of the song, you know, and you hear them all the times in the clubs – but having a DJ there, they can skip through it, you know, and just play the chorus. Everyone's up and they can play the chorus again and then they move on to the next song. You can't really do that. You can, but it's really weird if someone's just standing there hitting next and then it's starting back at the start of songs because often the time you hear the only part of songs you'll know is the chorus. So when the song comes on, you might be like, oh, I don't really know this song and people might walk away and then they'll come back when the chorus comes on and it's sort of a little bit jolting. So that, I think that is one of the big things. Uh, with a playlist that is hard to control. Yeah, and it was something we definitely considered when we were looking at what songs and also having the the crossfade on like Spotify, even if it's just like one to two seconds um, because it avoids that that weird silence that you get between songs. Even though it is only two seconds, you put that crossfade on and it's it's not what a DJ does but it is a little bit more seamless and doesn't create, I guess, dead air. Also, the other point, how many hours did it take us to get that playlist prepared oh, for our dance floor? thank you for bringing this up because I was going to say this was a huge con. So, you talked about it save it being free, but it was not free in time. I, we So, at the time, we actually lived about four and a bit hours away from where our venue was and where my family was. So, we were traveling every weekend and multiple times, obviously in four-hour car trips each way, we spent the whole car trip or a good portion of it choosing multiple car trips. Like we spent hours and hours and hours and then also refined it so many times. It was a fun process, but we like initially started with like, I think I had, my initial playlist was like 550 songs and that was us like going through Spotify Ooh. and just adding songs that we really liked over the course of six months. And then in the last sort of month before our wedding, we'd go through and sort of like delete songs and it got down to like 250 and then it had to get down to like under 30 songs <laughs> and it was just a tough call and then ordering them as well like as you said like we're trying to group songs and, and being able to find songs for different people that we knew people would get up and dance to it was very time consuming and if you're not into that then that's going to be something that you're going to really struggle with well this is to be honest if i wasn't marrying you 
no way would I have done this. And that is partly because you were so invested in the music and making, you know, having the music really reflect who you are. I personally am not super passionate about music. So to me, I was like, oh, this is fun. And I didn't put as much thought or consideration as you did into it. So... But it is hard yeah. to find a good playlist out there. Like you can't just search up on Spotify a no. good playlist to play at your wedding. You can't just play like the top hits or the top party hits of, of the 2010s, you know. You it, you really have to create your own and everyone's vibe is very, very different. And I, was, and I did see a lot of example playlists out there that were – there were songs in there that were just weird, you know, and I knew if we played that at our wedding, people were like, mm, what the hell is this? You know, a lot of 80s songs that we talked about before that we didn't really like. So um, it's – it's a hard one if you are really wanting that vibe. It's probably it is worth the effort, and I'm really glad that we did it. But it is a lot of effort, and I want to make that abundantly clear that it will take a lot of time to refine a playlist like that. Yeah, I already touched on this before, but um, very hard to build energy up again once it's once it's gone down. If you have a couple songs on the playlist that don't really hit with people or people don't know, and they've gone back to their table, very hard to get them back up again. You know, you can obviously try and, and change the songs up a little bit, but it's very hard if after you lose people off the dance floor because everyone's going to be there at the start. Everyone gets up out of their chair. They'll come for the first couple of songs. But then if they go sit down, it is hard to get people back or you have to put a very recognizable song on and skip it to get people back on the dance floor. So that is that is definitely a big con um, with having a playlist is that it's hard to regain people once you've lost them. And the other couple of issues I have come to sort of technical problems because – Sometimes you may have to bring your own sound equipment. Um, if you're at a DIY venue or if you're out in a barn, if you're, I don't know, outside somewhere, you may have to bring sound equipment and a DJ or a band will probably bring their own. So that just includes all of that. But if you're just having a playlist, it might be easier if you're at a venue where you can just have an aux cord plug in and they've already got speakers in the room. But if you don't have speakers there and you're only having a small speaker for the microphone, Maybe it'd be worth having a larger sound system for your music. So that's another thing that you may have to bring in. I think this is such an overlooked thing, especially at DIY venues, is what are you actually going to play the music on, especially if you're going for a Spotify playlist because usually, you know, your typical little portable speaker is not going to provide you enough sound. So you, even if you're at a complete DIY venue, you're probably already hiring a microphone, so you probably need to hire a sound system as well. And on that, having like speakers, whatever you choose to go to, however they work, make sure they work before and make sure they're charged, especially like even though I wouldn't use this for the reception, but when I was getting ready, we – wanted to have music on and no one thought to bring a portable speaker and then we borrowed a portable speaker and it was dead. So um, it lasted about 10, 15 minutes and that was it. And so these are things that you do have to think about a little bit more because you you hold the sole responsibility. It is a big thing about having a vendor. You hand that responsibility but also the responsibility for backup. Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up. Having a backup as well, like make sure you check but – Obviously, things can go wrong even in a venue. I went to a wedding just recently where the music would only play it very like, quietly through the aux cord um, because the speakers just weren't really loud. And the speakers were inbuilt in the roof. You could only turn it up so loud and, and they didn't have a backup option. And that's something that it's an oversight to not check before and I didn't check our music before no. and I'm just glad that ours worked. But definitely if I, would, I was to go back, if you were going to the venue the morning of the day before, make sure you check the speakers, make sure they're loud enough 
And even if all else, just bring a portable speaker. If you're going to do an aux cord, bring a portable speaker just in case that's charged because often if the speakers in your in your venue aren't working or they're not very loud, a portable speaker may actually be louder. And at least it is still something that can hold people over for an hour. You know, things do go wrong, but everyone will still dance as long as there's music to play somewhere. Yeah, I love that you bring this story up because when you told me about it the other week, when you went to that wedding, it was just something I never even contemplated checking with our venue. We did not do a sound check. For all we knew, we were rocking up at our cocktail hour and hoping for the best. And in hindsight, knowing that story, that's so stupid. (laughs) And so everyone listening, please go check your sound system, particularly if you're doing your own music, your own playlist, because if a dance floor, which typically it is for a lot of people, is the most one of the most important aspects of the day, <laughs> having quietly played music or no music at all is uh, going to nip that in the butt pretty quickly. And check your inputs for your sound as well. Like if you've got an iPhone and it's only an aux cord, make sure you bring adapters. Sometimes they won't Ooh, even be one. aux. You know, it'll be an XLR input. You may have to have a special type of cord to connect it up. Maybe it's over HDMI. If it is over HDMI, probably try and check to get something else because it's not really loud over HDMI. So make sure that you know what you have to bring and have all the stuff there because those are not things you want to have to be dealing with on the day. Wow, we really lucked out. We didn't check any of that. we did not check any of that. (laughs) So don't be like us. Go check it. Um, We were very lucky. Nothing went wrong. But this is where it's important. Talk to your venue um, and and make sure it's really clear. Well, that is all the pros and cons that I can come up with, but I'm sure you guys will have some more. If you guys have got any stories about bands or DJs or music in general from any weddings you've been to or you're planning your own wedding, we'd love to hear them. Um, over on Instagram, we are at tobewed underscore podcast. Please send us a message. We'd love to hear um, some stories from you guys, some things you've been thinking about. We'd love to answer your questions if you have any. And I think it's just nice to be able to talk about these sorts of things and be able to think about the different things because I think we all have it made up in our mind of which way we are going to go but it's not until you hear um, a few of the pros or a few of the cons of the other ways around that it can really swing you maybe to to really having a deeper think about it. But that is all we have time for this week, guys. I really hope you did enjoy this episode and if you have been enjoying our recent episodes, please make sure to go give us a rating or review on Spotify or Apple Podcast. It'll only take you two seconds, I promise, and I'll leave a link to it in the description of this podcast so you can go straight to the page and leave us a rating or review. We really appreciate it and it helps us get the show out to a bunch more people like yourselves who are planning your own wedding. Yes, and also make sure that you share with a friend or someone who might be planning a wedding um, and hopefully they can get some value also. Yeah, we've been getting a whole lot of new listeners around here recently and I know it's from you guys sharing it around and that has been very helpful and we are glad that we can provide as much value as we possibly can. But until next week, guys, we all hope you have a great week and we'll speak to you again next Friday. Happy planning. Bye.